This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Everybody right now caught in the jostle for space in the race trying to keep up the pace by space round cram everybody in a jam jamming 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 for a better life a better way of living in the meantime simple things we forgetting like how to say good morning morning neighbor oh yeah good morning neighbors good morning neighbors good morning neighbors thank you so much for joining us on the second hour of the power breakfast show Thank you, A.V., for our major news. Of course, we have a news brief coming up, and that's at 8 o'clock. And that's all courtesy, Chamflay Auto Services. Take a look at what's happening traffic-wise. Uh, yeah, you got some traffic from Amiro. Headed towards the mouse. Of both directions got a bit of traffic. A little heavier from Trin City towards Uwe. Slow going from Aranguez towards Baratari, and a bit heavy heading into Port of Spain. Eastern Main Road, not bad at this time. Just from Marikwezi to Mova Junction, you've got some traffic there. Riverland Road heading to Point Lisa, and slow going. Volume, the creek's got some volume there as well, but the solo is looking just fine at this time. Alright, that's a quick traffic update for you. I hope it helped you out in one way or the other. Alright, uh, 16 minutes after the hour is 7 o'clock. Um, Alright. The gentlemen. All right. So our poll this morning was whether you or any of your family or friends have ever been the subject of criminality, and we had 23 people voting on the poll this morning, and all 23 said yes. It was 100% of our listeners who voted on the poll this morning who said that yes, either they personally or their family members or their friends. Uh have been the victim of criminality in Trinidad and Tobago. We didn't put a timeline to it. We didn't say within the last five years or anything. No, we didn't put a timeline. But when Yan was just telling me her timeline. And it's one of the few polls where it's actually 100%. Everybody said that they were subject to crime or their family. They either know somebody or their family members have been. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Yeah. But look, look, I'm not surprised at all. It's super pervasive. Look, Shaka is saying that um, that home invasion yesterday was at Calcutta Road. She said um, bandits with ski masks invaded our home. And uh, of course, um, they shot at her brother in the head. Sadly, he passed away. Shaka, I'm so they sorry. They shot at him, then they shot him. And they shot him. Sad. No condolences. Condolences to, to you, Shaka, and your family. That, like, 
condolences. I certainly when, have been a victim of crime. Yeah. I have been victims of crime let me just, let me, months alone. Let me just read Wendy and uh, own here. Uh, she says, actually, four times. Car stolen in 1990 in St. Anne's. Intruded in a house around 1990, 2000 while we were asleep. Uh, breaking while not at home in Baratari in the 1980s. Handbag stolen in store on Charlotte Street. Um, sometime between 1999 and 2005. Um, crime not happening now. We still waiting on police to come when intruder our home while we were asleep. Take that. You might be most unsettling you to wake up and know somebody's in your house. Yeah, boy. That must be so unsettling. Such an invasion. That must yep. be so eerie to know that you were asleep mm-hmm. and someone is walking around in your home. Well, Ingrid on, on Facebook, one of our regulars, said that since 1979, when she left Trinidad for America, she has always promoted Trinidad and Tobago. How do I bring my American colleagues and close friends down to Trinidad and protect them from the crime on a beautiful little island in the Caribbean that I've advocated for so much for 43 years? I love my country. But how does she bring people down now? How do you prevent them, you know? Well, I mean, people still, despite the criminality, I mean, it can't, uh, the flip side of that is that it can't cower us. We have to, it can't change our lives completely that we can't go out or we can't, you know, live our lives and get our joy in whatever we do. So you, you people still go out, of course, and 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 people still come in because you, people always have visitors coming into the country, and they always visitors coming into the country. So it's a matter of just being vigilant, I guess, in terms of where you go, how you, and and be aware of your surroundings at all times. Mm-hmm. But um, but it should not be like that. Mm-hmm. Not in such a small space. Any any government that can solve crime will probably be there for years. You know. Years to come, they'll be very, very easily reelected. Yeah, if they can get a handle on crime, and um, they'd be there for years because it's such uh, an issue that 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 is so number one an issue for. All Trinidadians and Tobagonians, if not all, certainly the vast majority. But if you were able to solve it, you'd be in power for years. But we always talk about the fact that when we travel and we go to huge cities, you feel safer in a huge city. Yep. Which is, you know, because you feel that, well, even if you are the victim of crime, God forbid, that they're going to catch the person. That is not the feeling here. No. It just goes into this black hole of nothingness. What are you going to do? It, it's, it's really, really oppressive. Really, really oppressive. And quite unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but it's really one of our few polls where there's 100% of the people saying, yes, they know somebody or they have been personally affected. They have been personally affected by mm-hmm. crime. And I'm not, and I'm not surprised. We've all been touched in some way, form, or fashion. Yeah. Someone we know, or a family member. I mean, someone we know directly. Yeah? Not even someone you know in the news or via Facebook. Someone you, someone that's actually in your life. Yep. You know, and that is 
And I keep going back to that editorial you read earlier on in my mind and this Akidi Charles situation and how easy it was for them to kill him. Yep. I mean, and, and there are several conversations that will come up. He, he ended up on a murder charge. He may have been known to the criminal element. He may have known the criminal element. You know, he was in jail for nine years. You don't know who he met in jail. I mean, there are several different conversations that's going to come up. But to me, the shocking realize, uh, reality that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days after he was out, three days. If, if he were in jail, maybe he would have lived because he was living in jail for nine years. Is it safer inside? <laughs> and just a couple of days after the decision of the Privy Council, mm-hmm. in which he was the primary He, he was extremely responder. high profile. Yeah, he was the primary responder because the state appealed mm-hmm. the decision. So imagine how the law lords in the Privy Council are reading about that this morning think about us as a country. You understand? How did it go so wrong? Uh, and 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 because same... I mean, a lot of the uh, you know I want a lot of the Trinidadians who live abroad who listen to this program, a lot of the Trinidadians who live here are very proud of Trinidad and Tobago. Like you yeah, are proud of Trinidad and Tobago, and how you are because we love our country and we love the diversity of our country. We love the diversity of the celebrations that take place. Emancipation Day being one yesterday. And it's just like this blot on the landscape with regard to criminality that the state seems incapable of solving. At any sustained level, anyway. It's ready. It's ready. It's ready. I mean, let's, um, Talk about Nicholas Paul. Yes. I mean, of course, congratulations to Nicholas Paul, who won three medals at the Commonwealth Games. In fact, being the first Trinidadian and Tobagonian to actually win, you know, multiple medals. Gold, silver, and bronze. Yeah, so he won gold, silver, and bronze. And in three different events at the Commonwealth Games. So that was some um, good news. Um, in terms of you know bringing a smile to people's faces, yeah, and that's why I mean, in this, in spite of all this talk of crime, there's still so many great things about this country. Yeah, I see so many because I go, you know, you're on social media and you skim through, and, and there's so many. I'm, I'm not talking about the bacchanal, you know, you always have some bacchanal and some stupidness. I bypass those, in fact, they don't even come up in my feed anymore. Um, you know, those kind of TikToks or, or videos with people fighting or quarreling or cussing. They, they're so unproductive and silly and stupid. I don't even know why people broad, tape and broadcast those things. They're so irrelevant to your life. So I bypass those things. So they don't, they don't even come up in my feed. Those things don't come up in my feed. But what will come up in my feed are things like people hiking, and showing you waterfalls or showing you different parts of Trinidad and Tobago that you have not been. Mm-hmm. And it's always some of these spaces they go to on some like waterfalls, which to me are hidden because you have to hike to get to them. Beautiful. They're so beautiful. Yeah. And so so the the the, the beauty of Trinidad and Tobago is so spectacular. 
of course, they also have some additional snakes, which not so spectacular to me, but <laughs> but you know, the Trinidad and Tobago landscape is so rich, and 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 I always wonder about all of those seaside villages like Blanchishes, and you have like Toko, and you know, and all of those. Because Toko is, is so absolutely beautiful. It's so rugged and beautiful. Stunning. Beautiful and, place. And, and I always wonder why there was never a plan for those villages to, to, have, its, uh, to have its own brand. Mm-hmm. That for Blanchishers, in other words, you, you, you create a brand for Blanchishers. That makes so much sense here. Yeah. The, the structures that are being built, you, you make it in a particular way. Um, whatever whatever architects come into it, so that when you go to Blanchard's, you know this is a seaside village that looks a particular way, and 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 because it it it, it improves your internal tourism and tourist tourists coming from other countries, which which um so many Europeans who seaside towns have mastered, they have mastered that their villages look a particular way or their towns look a particular way because of course they're marketing themselves. And we have so many beautiful seaside towns that we just leave it up to, I don't know what. The roads are bad. There are no proper railings. When when it skirts the seaside, there are no, there are no established lookout routes where you can, you know, park to the side and look out at, for example, the, the, the ocean. You know, there's so much you can do. And we just seem, I don't know, we seem so ad hoc and disorganized it's almost like trinidad and tobago is such a chaotic space even in terms of development and and having ideas of how our various towns and villages look and i don't know who can change that because governments don't have governments have never seemed and look government the national government and local government officials have never seemed preoccupied with branding towns and cities in a particular way and they've never seemed preoccupied with the aesthetics and what, where people live and how they live. How can you walk your dog? Yeah. Can you walk your dog without have, carrying a big stick because you know that there's some stray dogs that might come after your dog? I see people walking their dogs and they always have to walk with a stick. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you walk down any city or town, you hardly see garbage bins. Oh. You see them infrequently, and I'm like, I don't know why is that not important to the people we elect. That the quality of life of your citizens is important, and it also contributes to crime, eh? because I'm I'm a firm believer that the more disciplined your physical environment, the more discipline it invokes psychologically yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah, environment impacts your, your mindset. If, so you, if, if your if environment falling apart, the yeah. country generally Exactly, so if your spaces falling. continue to fall apart, it contributes to a yeah. kind of criminal level of thinking that this space but is disorganized. It, yeah, it, yeah, it's a disorganized, uh, unprogressive place. It doesn't, it doesn't make you feel like, because people who leave here who would do nonsense here going to organize spaces as we unconform yep yes because the environment <clears throat> informs how you behave mm-hmm. yep but we but when you go, walk through Paul Spain the potholes the derelict place the, the vagrants in the street you just get a sense that everything's falling apart yeah look at that picture and, I just and sent that, you guys on the group that, no one's attending to it 
I don't know. Check that picture I just sent you guys to the group. That was yesterday. And there's a whole, there's a whole, um, there's a whole science, if you may call it design science, let me call it that, of crime prevention through environmental design called SEPTED, I think. And we had some, a guy talk about it, and I've talked about it over the years, in that when you are building and designing spaces and urban spaces, urban spaces, there is a way to design it to limit crime. And I don't even know if that's even a consideration in the designing of spaces that takes place in Trinidad and Tobago in terms of housing communities and stuff like that. I don't even know if that's an issue. Look at Oropoon. I remember when Oropoon was first built and I, and I, I went in there and, you know, it, it looked like, you know, having so much opportunity and, and there's still some parts of that, you know, that seem ordered and, you know, and structured properly. But there are other parts... You're seeing graffiti, you're seeing unkempt areas, the roads are looking bad because I went in there recently and I'm like, what? Yeah, what, what went wrong? What, what? Yeah. What, the what hell? went wrong? Again, no maintenance plan. It's just they build them and they move on. No maintenance plan. Because if you don't maintain physical structures, they deteriorate. Think of your own house. Yes. You have to have a maintenance plan in place. You have to. With government buildings, with state projects, with environments, you have to have a maintenance plan in place. And maintenance plans also provide employment to people. And I remember there were one or two businesses that were starting to pop up in Oropoon where you had unsavory characters and some of the neighbors and homeowners were complaining. And I don't even know whatever happened out out of that. I think they tried to shut down, but I think the person's still there, and it, and it's that it's that chaos that creeps in, yeah, and is allowed to creep in. And then they build this uh, uh, a garage on the pavement, and then they build this, they put they put this up here. Exactly. Like a friend of mine was arguing that that uh, her family member bought her uh, an HCC apartment, and they're so vexed because they're not allowing them to put up nothing and they paint the wall the way they want. I said, but if everyone well, is allowed to put up what they want and paint how they want, it would turn into a mosaic of madness. Exactly. But I said, why, in, why is that so hard to understand? But it's ex- their house. I said, yes, but if everyone, everyone in the apartment block is allowed to paint it what color they want and put up a wall where they want and erect what they want, what would that look like in two years? Exactly. And, didn't, and she, she just obliviously didn't understand that. And right, many, she be allowed to do what they want. It's their house. But no, but that can't happen. But even in high-end gated communities... You can't touch it. You, can, you, yeah, can't, you can't. You have to have permission. You have, you can, you have you to get permission cry. to change yeah. the color of this and change the color of that. Everyone thinks of themselves. And something you can't build. And that's not only a Trinidad and Tobago thing. No. That's, that's a thing abroad too. That depending on the area you live yeah. in... But you no, but Richard, not, not depending on it. Yeah. You have to get permission from the city to do anything to your property in the U.S. Because yeah, it look for example, property values. Yeah, it affects. <clears throat> it's they don't. It, it, you don't want chaos creeping in. That's yeah. how chaos creeps in. Yeah, look, look, a friend of mine in in Florida just wanted to put up a, a satellite dish for Directv, and he had to get permission first before he could have put that up. He wanted to put mm. out an outdoor, um, like a tiki shed in his backyard. Uh, he had to get permission first. 
They're very regulated. Very. They're very regulated. And but you know that it's like do what you want. Yeah, yeah. Do where, 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 where. anything. Yeah. Do what you want. And this is the consequence of do what you want because that criminality is a direct kind of result out of it. And how do we fix it? I don't know, but we have to fix it. We have no ifs or buts. We have to fix it. No. Shall we open the phone lines? Yeah, yeah we could open up the lines at this point. Uh, I'm seeing he's on his phone. I'm not so sure if he's getting some. Yeah. Two 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 talk six one two talk toll free oh, North so American. Open the lines. Okay, I thought you were calling somebody. So two to. two talk. Two to two eight two five five six one two eight two five five North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. Um, we are taking some of your calls at this point, so you can be interactive with us um, as we discuss the issues facing Trinidad and Tobago today. Of course, the main issue we're discussing is criminality, and you know, where we were talking about regulations and and issues of and you can call in how places deteriorate. Congratulations, Nicholas Paul, too. Yeah. Uh, good morning, caller. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning. And, you know, I have a, a saying, I believe. This is Jerry on the side. Small things lead to big things. And the question you all have this morning, has your family been affected by crime? My son was nearly killed about two weeks ago when he was using my car and they tried to take it. And hmm. up to this day, you know, it's disappointing to me. The person who asked my son to drop the boys where they're going, hasn't been spoken to by the police. They keep taking it as just an accident because yes, we're fighting with the fellow in the car, you run off the road, you run down another car and you hit a lamp pole. Now, let me and give you an, intru- an interesting factor related to that. We interviewed, and I'm just, it's, it confused me. One of the three young men, the 17 year old who was killed by police two mm-hmm. weeks ago, right? Uh, one would imagine, right? Because the police alleged that the, the, the car which contained six of them, three of them were killed, shot at the police. Yeah. That's, that's what the police said. Sir so Richard? Yeah. That they would have interviewed the family members of those killed. When we went last week, Wednesday, I think it was, the family had not been interviewed yet. The mother nor the father. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. So I, you I, ask yourself, what type of follow-up is taking place? Please. Yeah. Yeah. Because... The, the, when you can get a question, somebody because it could have been a random answer, it could be wild, it could be any number of things. It don't have to always be a serious crime, but nobody has interviewed anyone, and they treat it and it to me. So these young fellas, let's say they get away with this, and they're gonna graduate and graduate and graduate. And I believe it. With, um, you tell you see green spaces. I believe all schools are supposed to have an area where children can go and sit down in the open air during the recess and lunch break and on the trees and relax and don't have to always be in the concrete part of the school. Give them that mental environment change. It would help the whole demeanor, the whole disposition. Yeah. You know? But are we allowing small things to keep going and when your house is broken too, you, you know the person who is tell the police and they will tell you, well, um, information is not evidence. But they're not even looking for the information to get the evidence. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank yeah. you, caller. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Um, no, I no mean to underscore the importance of um, the situation that we 
fees in Virginia Tech, right? right? But um, in your discussion this morning, um, I got the impression that the most of the, well, the police aren't detecting um, or solving some of the, um, the, the murders, because that's the crucial one, right? Mm-hmm. And in the discussion, you get the impression that 100% or at least a significant amount of the crime will be solved. Now, there are reports, if you look at internationally, and I'll use the United States, for example, FBI reports that over 50% of murders go unsolved. Hence the reason why you have cold cases that they are pertaining, right? So, in the discussion this morning, I never heard anything about the detection rate, our detection rate, whether it has increased or decreased. Because there are certain um, social media um, sites in which you could go on to, and even the police service site, where actually the post, um, a lot of the, 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 the infraction of crime, where the post where they held the person and had the person's um, faces um, printed. So the other issue is pertaining to the, the murder of the Akio Charles. And I'm asking myself, how is this one significant pertaining and compared to others that were released from prison or released on bail that were killed? And most recently, had one of the fellows who they allege was the head of one of the gangs, where he was murdered in Enterprise. Right? But how is, has this significant in terms of the amount of days? Because when it is that you are considered as being high profile, and accused of murder or any serious crime, who is responsible in order of keeping you protected? Do you have a personal responsibility? All right, because what I read in the papers was lining outside his premises around 10 o'clock in the night or so. And if it is that you are, are, are suspected to be a victim in, those, in that instance, then it doesn't matter what day, it could have been a day after, once it is the opportunity presented, uh, because there are various motivations of people, especially persons who are hurting, are not seen in this case, right? Because if you're accused of murder, you look at the aspect of other persons, the victims themselves feel that the system has failed them, right? So I think that that should be thought, and uh, sometimes it, it appears to me as if the media either put these persons on a pedestal and the victims you're, you're saying that but you, you, you're not uh, acknowledging that well I said this morning I'm not ascribing innocence or guilt to Akili Charles uh-huh. so uh, we, we said that we said we don't know if he was known to gangs or mm-hmm. a part of gangs or gangs knew him we said all that well I apologize probably I, did, I missed that part but you're curiously omitting that, that, that commentary yeah. to add balance to our conversation this morning. Right. We did say that on not one occasion, on several occasions in the conversation about Akili Charles this morning. Mm-hmm. Because Akili Charles wasn't a murder charge. We said yeah. so. So we, did, we, didn't, we didn't seek to put Akili Charles on any pedestal or disaggregate not, not him from not any other you murder. Know. I'm not you know. I'm speaking specifically about the, sorry, I should have said, the Express Editorial. But I still agree that 
although no one should Akili yeah. Charles you, is, wasn't a murder charge yeah. murder charge whether or not he wasn't a murder charge his murder is significant as every other murder I do understand the diminishing of his life because he was a murder charge yeah but not only or that seem, or seeming to let me not say diminishing seeming to diminishing the, the, the gravity of his murder because he wasn't a murder charge I do understand that but what raises Akini Charles' murder to be more high-profile than others is the fact that he is the face of the challenging of the constitutionality of the bail mm-hmm. and, the of, and the lack of bail for murder and, the, and it being ruled unconstitutional at the Privy Council mere days before he's murdered. All of that feeds into why he would rise to a certain level of prominence. Exactly. It has changed. It has changed jurisprudence in terms of your access to bail. That decision that that, that not only affects Trinidad and Tobago, it also affects Jamaica and other jurisdictions where the Privy Council decisions hold sway. Mm-hmm. Um, it affects those jurisdictions where. They may not, or they may have similar bail provisions. I know Jamaica is one for sure. Well, not, not a, I think Jamaica does have some bail for, for, um, for murder, but they were planning to bring some legislation, and the decision kind of stopped them in their tracks. So, Kenny Charles was the face of that. Yeah. So that's why he's the subject of an editorial today. Right. Not that we're, he wasn't as, as vulnerable as anybody else. Yeah, let's grab this call, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. I, I, um, I, I, you all struck a little bit me this morning with the conversation that you all talk about, spoke about aesthetics. I went to Cedrus a couple months ago during the lockdown. You know, people are just driving all over the country. And I saw South Beach, the potential for Cedrus to have a beautiful South Beach. The waters in Cedrus are smooth and calm for to accommodate all kind of water sports. White sand. And yes, and this, the 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 layout of Cedrus is similar to South Beach. You have the ocean, you have the sand, you have the road, and you have the buildings on the other side. Like, of the like you're seeing a resort. I'm seeing a resort. I'm seeing a, 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 a fantastic party environment. Yeah. I'm seeing. Um, water sports and seeing e- economic just, development i am just wondering who is the person in charge of this area that don't that cannot see this this procedures could be a beautiful village if we just take some investment some planning some some time some foresight oh my god see just could be like well like south beach and there's a lot of other places in Trinidad and Tobago that has that potential but for some reason, all these ministers that travel can seize things and bring it back and implement it in Trinidad and Tobago. Give the villagers the capital to and the plan and bring them on board and do something in Trinidad and Tobago positive and bring uplift these new, these new um, communities. But it's just right. like Thank you. I saw the Toko port was a great idea. Thank you, callers. I mean, the Toko port would have opened up. E- the economy of that. Oh, area it opened up so country. many things. Yeah. Isn't it still being built? I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. 
Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Sonny. Good morning. Um, would you all agree with me that when the former commissioner was in charge, that the crime situation was heading in a better direction? It seemed so. Yeah. The perception was and, that. Um, can you all, um, can you all re refresh my memory? What was his rating? In terms of what? In terms of performance. Well, depending on what poll you take. Most polls, most, I will say this, most of the population, I would say over 70% of the population was in favor of what he was doing. Yes, I think you're correct, um, mm -hmm. Richard. And the only one, the only member of our society who lost confidence in him, who was that? No, the, the outspoken member was the Prime Minister. Right, and um, his position on the National Security Council is what? The chairman, I think. Okay, so that's, that's gonna, that tells us that crime ain't going to get better, and the detection ain't going to get better in the near future, because one citizen lose confidence in this man, and we had to, at least 70% of our population was satisfied with the way he was going. I think we are in a bad place and we are going to be there for a long time. All right, thank you. Sincerely that you are wrong. Um, of course, um, the, the, the Prime Minister may say, if I may take his, um, if I may take his argument, he may say that he had information of, as to why he lost confidence. And that information, serious concerns therein. Yeah, and that information may rise to a serious enough level. Even if um, the person is being efficient or yeah. effective. So, but we don't know. Good morning. Oh, I hey, should say morning. we don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Good morning. After one of the weekend, Paul Richard. Richard, morning. Mm. Um, Paul Richard, you made a statement a while back, and that is such a profound statement. Better you stay in jail than you come out here. <laughs> no, better he had stayed in jail. Because if you apply for bail and a murder charge or some kind of charge, and you come out here, you know that people waiting there. Mm -hmm. People, people waiting for when you come out there. That's a high people. probability. Because somehow the other people feel they get no justice. You you kill my child or you kill somebody and and you get bail and you come out here. Allegedly. So street justice and Trinidad have a lot of street justice, Papa. You understand? So, so that's the young thing when people are applying for bail. If they have somewhere to go from this country, when they get a bailless brother. And the same thing with the witness. With the witness, you silence the witness, Richard Raguba. You get rid of the witness. You came at Clint Hoggins. Clint Hoggins was on bail and he went in a safe house. He find the safe house to safe. And when he came out here, he was a dead man. So, that's the country we live in. Mm. All right. Thanks, Mr. Patrick. Good morning, caller. Well, witness protection is not unique to Trinidad and Tobago. A feature of policing across the planet. The criminal justice systems. 
Good morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good morning. Uh, yeah, um, Richard, you talked about the environmental design, and I like that. But um, environmental design also leads us to social, social and cooperative art and design methodologies where you build with people their, their communal spaces. Hopefully, you know, bridging a kind of connected community and how people see themselves and all those things. And it has become popular, and it, and it is in certain degree programs, sadly in Trinidad, when I talked about professional uh, at UV, the academic colleagues, they don't, they don't have an, a, an aesthetic component within the, the social work programs and, and other aspects of how they see aesthetics in like urban planning and everything planners have this disconnect between aesthetics and this type of methodology to to improve spaces and people and how people can work you know to help help develop their spaces and the interesting thing about that port talking to cool is that i've never really seen a proper port in trinidad that is a environmentally friendly and I really not too cool I don't have much confidence that that port in took right in will mash up the environment if you don't hold it to very high 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 standards and you know that high high standard is not not there I know um, Gariota mm, I know what point Lisa <laughs> port has been totally gone through um, Shogunas because they have maybe the uh, small boat but you know, you can't hold your head out for Shagaramas, that area there. So I'm not seeing much hope for Toko in the sense of opening up. I, that was just the polluted, pollution, the coral reef, and the the fishing, and then the turtles, and all those kind of things. Nah. I so independent, Senator. <laughs> I don't know. The, opening up and destroying at the same time. Okay, I, I am not do. sure that you have to destroy if you take certain precautions. Right, that's what that was my first thing, the precautions. If you see any port you can show me in Trinidad that have, have those precautions, the EMA. The, right <laughs> now the Karani swamp is on um, um, on stress because of the point leases and all the oil and things that come in from um, those um, things. So that's my thing. The precautions are not in place to have the confidence that a port in Toko that has high, high sensitive environment needs will be held, you know. Show, if you can show me and give me the confidence, I will say, yeah, I could. All right, that's the, but hey, <laughs> I done that. All right, man. All right, thank all right, you. Thanks. Good morning. Morning, morning, gentlemen, again. Good morning. Morning, big guy. Morning. How are you doing? Um. I'm just calling. I heard uh, Mr. Richard say something this morning. What, what I would say is this: that um, I read the three newspapers every morning. I listen to you all all day, except up on top until twelve. And I could tell people in Trinidad about things happening in Trinidad they didn't know too about. I am really, I was really upset for the past few years about crime. And Mr. Richard said something this morning. He said maybe you just have to accept it as it is. And that's where I'm going right now because I can tell you about all the crime and who get killed. A lot I can tell you about it. And the other day when the prime minister came with this statement that he's going to, 
Whether they appoint a committee to identify a plan to teach people about crime in school or wherever it is, my heart dropped. My heart just dropped. And I realized what Mr. Richard said. That's how I started to feel. I say that maybe it's not going anywhere and Trinidad is just going to keep going like that forever. Because when people ask about Trinidad, I can tell them about the beach and everything. And if they ask me, what about crime? I have no answer for them. Okay, gentlemen. So mm. I don't know, but I just pray for Trinidad that something happened and that some leader with the temperament of Mr. Marvin Gonzalez could come into power and change everything. All right, gentlemen, have a beautiful so, so you, day. So you fired Dr. Rodi and, and huh? appoint Marvin Gonzalez when you just do this? In a, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Okay. Hmm. In a heartbeat, sir. I've been better watching mm. you. Yeah, All right. Is. Thanks, pal. All right. All right, big All guy. Right, sir. All the best to you. All right. Okay. Good to you. Safe you. Thanks, man. All right. Uh, we have five more minutes before we head to news brief at eight. Big and that's all courtesy Champlain Auto Services. What's that, Paul? Big guy, try to put Marvin in, please. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I, I take no joy in, in saying that, you know, that maybe we have to accept it. And I know in principle we have to actually have hope and optimism that things will get better. But mm -hmm. given the history we've seen and the trajectory we've seen and the, the, the caller called earlier and talked about detection rates and what is the situation in other jurisdictions and the FBI report, that don't mean I can hope for better for my country. We, are, we compare to the U.S. is 200 and how much? 30, 35 million people? The U.S. is nearly 300 million. 300 million. Yeah. We are 1.4 million land space, not even. Masi, we, 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 uh, how many times the size of Manhattan? That I can't tell you. You yeah, understand? We, the land space is so small. Yes, the issue is to, to, um, manage the coastal areas and have border security better but i don't know if you could point me in the direction in crime and where we're improving i'd be very happy good morning caller good morning gentlemen morning. Now, Dr. Rowley has been duly elected prime minister and i'm going to give him his five years i will not engage in any conspiracies i agree he's not doing a great job but the question is did dr Rowley create the mess that we are in, or did the mess create Dr. Rowley? And the, the question of, I mean, we could extend that I, I, about the communities and the way, the dilapidated way. What, what mess are you talking about? Trinidad and Tobago. We, we, As we, a whole? Yeah, I think so. So, so you're asking a question if Dr. Rowley created the mess that is Trinidad and Tobago yeah, today? Yeah, you really? see, um, and I would say that he didn't. I would okay. say that Dr. Rowley is a creature of this mess, and he has learned how to throw his punches and how to, to operate in this arena, and therefore he has become a, a very successful politician. He's extremely effective as a politician whose first job is to get elected, and, and he's great at that. His party has done great under him. And, uh, but the question, I mean, people are blaming... You know, we want to blame a short-term leader for long-term issues. And I think that uh, our society uh, overall, now there's, there's all kinds of components and so on, but 
you were speaking about the houses before and how people want to go and do their own thing and, and then how would it look. So you have to ask yourself, if you just take people and put them in the most beautiful environment, wouldn't they mess it up after a while? Uh, because that is what they want to do in that particular housing estate that you spoke of. And, and it is we, the Trinidad and Tobago people, who have messed up Trinidad and Tobago, right? So I'm done with my defense of Dr. Rowley because he's done enough foolishness. But I'm saying that the question of do the people create the environment or does the environment create the people? If you take me and put me in the most messy environment, I will just be the same messy person that I am here. And, and if you put me in some other kind of environment at the other end, I'll still be me. You know, and I will tend to clean up the messiest place and bring it to what I am. And I will tend to mess up the, the cleanest place, uh, using a broad word there, you know, and bring it to what I am. I think, to a large extent, we are what we are, and we have created this environment. And taking people out of one environment and putting them in another, you would have to be a policeman, a policeman on their back every day in order to keep it the way you want and, and therefore, um, this idea that you can transpose people from one place to another in large enough numbers, eh? I mean, you can take a couple of people and, and they just fall in line because the little bit of mess that they make gets eat away, eaten away. But um, if you take a large enough bunch of people from any place and put them in a new place, they're going to recreate their home environment. So I don't think that we want to blame government policies and, and all kinds of things that we are failing to import, all kinds of behaviors. I think we are just going to be us. You know, we piss on people's fences and all of that, and we spit in the road and, you know, uh, and, and, and we, we pick people's mangoes and feel it's just two mangoes and... Boys will be so, so your suggestion is that we're just an unruly bunch? Yeah, we, we just, this is how we are, and this is what we have created. And we shouldn't feel that a rule or two and a little bit of enforcement here and there. So, you know, you should ease your minds. I think Richard, somebody said, Richard said, that um, essentially this is how it is going to be. And I want, whether he said that or not, or he meant it or not, this is how we are going to be. I've watched it carefully for some time. This is what we are. People have actually defended their right to piss on other people's fences. So, I mean, how far is that person away from me? That's happening in Woodbrook. I could get up there in less than an hour and a half. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Pinal. All right. Let's take a quick break. we got to run into our news break. So let's get into that right now. Thank you for choosing Power Two Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.